Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. And there we are. I am sending this chit chat into the cloud. I am recording. I'm excited. Today's guest is an absolute terror. He's a badass. He is ready to just take that pickaxe and mine for leads. He is the creator of leads, awareness, and traffic. He is an SEO strategist, a big picture thinker. Um, it's all about being creative, innovative, and working with a team. Who is this guy? Well, he's won awards on the marketing front. He's actually a startup mentor at Vantage Ventures, agency marketing manager at Direct Online Marketing. Jonathan Bentz, welcome, sir. Hey, man. How are you? Dude, let's get after it today, right? We, we got that holiday spirit going on. We get the cheer. We know we got a little vacation coming around, which completely dates this episode. Uh, but that's cool. That's all good. We got to show behind the curtain sometimes, right? Um, I'm excited to talk to you, man. So how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. We, had, uh, we have a lot of uh, exciting things happening uh, at Direct Online Marketing and as the agency marketing manager. Uh, in some cases, yeah, the, the size and the stage of our company, I'm not just the thinker or the puppeteer, right? You also have to be boots on the ground too. And yeah. so uh, we're wrapping a lot of great things up and our agency is in a great spot as we head into the new year uh, to make things happen, not just for ourselves, but for the clients we serve also. Hell yeah. Let me pass you this thing because you know what time it is? It's time to make the donuts. Here it is. Okay. It's kind of heavy, but you seem like you're a tough guy. So here we go. Ugh. Okay. T grab Thor's hammer. Grab it. There you go. Oh, look at backhanded grab one handed grab folks. That's how, you know, the show's about to go off the tracks here. All right. <laughs> Benz grab Thor's hammer smash for me. Some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception, set the record straight once and for all. All right. As B2B marketers, it is our job in most cases today, to leverage the greatest information platform humanity has ever created to bring our prospects for our, bit, for our companies, for our clients into their space. And yet we spend so much time only telling them part of the story. So my myth that I want to smash today is that idea of hiding information hiding the stuff people ultimately need to know and want to know to choose you. We're making it hard for them, people. Let's stop doing that in 2023. Let's make it easy for them. Dude, that came through loud and clear. I am with you. And I'm trying to figure out why are people playing with Fog of War selected on? It's like we're playing a video game and we don't want our clients, our future customers to know anything that's going on. You know what? Yeah. That's just plain scary. Where does this come from? Why are we playing games? Well, I think it, you know, I think ultimately it comes back to a lot of what at the root of it, right? We're all people. Even though we represent companies, people buy from people. Yeah. And 
just like our Instagram accounts and Facebook profiles and things like that, we like to have all of our best foot forward. And that doesn't, listen, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm saying that businesses should be so transparent that you hear about stuff that needs to be kept at home, right? That's not yeah. what I'm here. That's not my platform today. But we, as B2B marketers, and I'm talking about us generally, yeah, we get a lot of, we, we do a lot of look at this thing over here and don't worry about this over here. Right. Until you fill our form out. <laughs> so you come into our pipeline, then, you know, in, in a month or two, as you go down our sales cycle, then maybe we'll communicate that piece of information to you. Yeah. So collectively as B2B marketers, can we do a better job of giving our clients, our prospects, the information that they ultimately want to make an informed decision? Can we give that to them? And should we give that to them the same way we would expect it ourselves when we're making our purchasing decisions? Yeah. I think that ultimately that's, that's where I'm, that's kind of where, uh, where all of that comes from. Because again, people buy from people and I know you want to have put your best foot forward on your website and your, on your walled gardens and social media. But ultimately for us, I think we, we leave a lot of opportunity on the table. And when you're not treating someone the way you want to be treated, mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like uh, a winning formula for success. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like you're playing for second. It, <laughs> it feels like a safe play, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What the hell's that all about? I, I wish, I wish I knew. And you know, there's, I tend to jump around a lot with my analogies. So I may sure. use multiple analogies inside of one example, but sure, you got another one, got another, you got I, another analogy all the time. Uh, yeah. I, um, but you know, the, the whole idea here is that again, we all spend the majority of our time working on the biggest information platform that humanity's ever created. Right. And so if we're not going to be the person to step up, and share some of that, that information that people need to know or want to know in order to make a decision, right. choose you. Choose me. And they're going to find it. They're going to find it somewhere else. And if you don't control that conversation, that's the opportunity that you have, right? If you control the conversation, then you are, you're going to be there when the, you're going to be top of mind for people and you're going to be there when they're ready to, when, when your prospects are ready to raise their hand, they're going to have trust in you. But if they have to work extra hard or wait extra long to find out what they need to know, then if they haven't found it from somebody else, then you still made them jump through hoops. There's an analogy for you. You made them jump yeah, through hoops. hoops. You dude, made... when's the last time you jumped through a hoop? Like a physical hoop. I don't uh 
I don't know, man. You That's know? a good question. It might've been, might've been high school. So it would have been, it been some time ago. Yeah. No. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know, anytime, anytime as consumers thinking about it from the consumer perspective, anytime we like it with some of our bigger purchases that we make, mm-hmm. it's refreshing to us when we get transparency. Well, when we come to work as B2B marketers, a lot of us are selling bigger ticket investments. Yeah. And we don't necessarily want to have that same amount of transparency with our prospects. But again, we expect it, like we expect it from our, we expect it for us, but you don't need that. That, that's, that's a tough, that, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. You know, I have I, swallowed, unfortunately, I have swallowed pills recently. Have you ever tried but, to swallow a pill without water? Uh, I have. It was not enjoyable. You know, you, you see House do it on TV, right? He throws a little yeah, right, it in or something, yeah. a little oxy in there to help with his leg pain. And I, <laughs> I, I've, not done, I've not tried that, but I, I yeah. did kneel an aspirin one time it was like like i could like not do it yeah uh, like it, eventually i was like, found some thimble of water somewhere that's yeah. not easy man that's absolutely not easy no no i can't no that uh i'm sure i've done it by usually if that happens to me i think it happens by accident right yeah. it's not something that you intentionally try to do it's right it's oh whoops i swallowed that that wasn't that was not fun that was slightly unpleasant with a, with a aftertaste of unpleasant. You know, yes. one of the things I got from you, uh, I love this. You're preaching. You're not holding anything back. Just like your myth, you're putting it all out there. One of the things I heard was that when you're not giving out the data, it, it actually gives up. So you're not giving out data. You don't think you're giving anything, but you actually are. You're giving up control of the conversation. Yes. You know, like, man. And you actually want that more than you want that data. Like, <laughs> right, right. You and had to so, pick one. Do you want to be in control of the conversation and, and ensure there's a next one? Or do you want to yeah. hold on to your little data? It's like, well, it's pretty right. obvious. One of, one of my favorite. So this was, this happened earlier. This happened in 2022. Okay. And I think this was, this was a blogger. And I, I, I don't remember the exact site or the exact link, but it, it got my attention from another from another podcast and the news story basically was that search engine optimization is dying i've been in this profession since 2004 and i think i've heard that every single year since mm-hmm. 2004 yet here i still am working for an agency that specializes in search engine optimization and digital advertising so uh i would say that 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 myth i mean maybe a different show right but that myth is one that probably needs to go away also. Got but, it. It's not going away. Smash that one. You can smash sure, a couple bits. Sure. You still Let's get the go. hammer. But the idea, one of the, one of the logical reasons that the blogger had for Google dying or SEO, you know, um, SEO dying was that so many people are using Reddit as a long tail term on their searches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're looking for, and 
if you go through keyword tools, you'll see this. If you're looking for like a general consumer service, not necessarily applicable in B2B if you're not selling more of a commodity item, right? Website hosting, website design, things like that. Maybe you'll see some commentary on commentary on this, but you'll see search terms like lawn care services, Reddit. And instead of people going to Google, seeing the local business listings, seeing the ads, seeing the top ranking uh, directory sites that just list other companies, they will use Reddit and read threads on Reddit about top brands in a space, top service providers. They're using Google to navigate Reddit to then go in and read reviews about who the best is or who does a good job or does this company do a good job. So, and that was one of the, that was one of the reasons that that blogger had behind Google is dying, SEO is dying. That's going to happen. But again, with Reddit, one of the benefits to general users of Reddit is that it's really hard for marketers, whether you're in B2B or not, it's really hard for marketers to penetrate. And so you're going to have conversations happen there that you don't control. But on the flip side of that, if you do your job right on your website, you do your job right on your own brand, with your own branding and messaging, people probably don't need to go to Reddit to find out what you're actually doing. Like the story is going to match. Yeah. But you own that conversation up front. They may not even need to go there to try Mm -hmm. to vet you, Mm -hmm. right? They may not need to take those extra steps to try to vet you because you're doing such a thorough job on your website, bringing your brand forward, bringing your, what you're about forward, how working, what working with you is like. You take away that need for people to go, somewhere else and then get distracted by the million other things that can happen. And if they leave, there's a chance they might come back, but more than likely you missed out on your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not like there's an undo button or there's a resubscribe button. Sometimes there are, but, but not normally, not in these relationships, not in these sales processes, like you you lost them and maybe that was okay, but maybe you didn't need to, you just given up some more information and then you would have kept some control, some conversations, some connection. Yes. The whole thing. Um, shifting gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. How do you know all these things? Do you have some books you've been reading? Obviously you've been doing it for a long time. Anything yeah. you're reading, you know, any book recommendations? So I am, I am reading a um, right daily right now. I read a book called the word before work mm. and mm. Um, that is by an entrepreneur named Jordan Rayner. Now, it is a book for those who follow the Christian faith. Um, but that book for me ties some of the. So I'm in, I'm in the Bible. I'm in his. I'm in his book daily, just to kind of cool. stay up to stay up to speed. Those tying my as best as I can. I'm not, I'm not using this as a pulpit. Please don't take it that way. But using my- kind of cool if you did though. See what happens. Using, using my faith and tying it together to something I'm passionate about, like my work, sometimes that's, sometimes that's a challenge for mm. people, right? And so 
for me to be able to use his training and methodology and his business success. Cause if you look Jordan Rayner up, he's a entrepreneur who successfully has exited companies, right? Like he's, he's done it, done stuff professionally and still been able to not have to compromise some of his other, some of his core beliefs. Got it. And so how to bridge those two together for me, I'm not an owner of a company, but for me as a business professional, trying to balance those two, that his, uh, his content has been influential for me, especially over the last 18 months or so to try to bridge that gap. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we need that time before work. Yeah. You know, whether it's faith, whether it's just a little quiet, something to, to just think about our thinking, to just examine things. You know, I've even thought about how, you know, sometimes the shower can be great for thinking. Well, if you're distracted listening to a podcast, you know, interesting image, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then you're not giving yourself a chance for that internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. just like before work how often do we just like open those emails and just bounce right into them and just start attacking yeah the dues before saying like what really do i want to get done this week or today yep this month this year you know mm-hmm. well and there's there's a couple other books too that <clears throat> if i'm getting the chance to i'm getting the chance to talk about books i'll mention a couple other ones too. hell yeah <laughs> so books are allowed my friend <laughs> i'm married uh, to a librarian you are. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm married to a homeschool teacher. And so Ooh. we have, she's teaching three grades at the same time. That's a conversation for a different, for okay, a different that time. That is what just made the hardcore marketing show hardcore. Cause that is not an easy feat. No, three different no. grades at the same time. Yeah. Holy she's yeah. Moly. Yeah. I have, I have three kids and she's homeschooling all of them. And uh, it's an adventure. It's an adventure daily. So, but two other books, with the plot, with the, the soapbox that you're giving me here today, a yeah. uh, couple other books that I'll, that I'll throw in there. One would be uh, the series, the secrets series by Russell Brunson. And so that would be dot-com secrets, expert secrets and traffic secrets. So for anybody, I know we're, most of us here are digital, are, are B2B marketers, maybe not digital marketers, but if you are, trying to, if you are in a business model where you want to elevate uh, not just your platform, not just your website, but also then try to elevate, create a category or elevate one of your, one of your executives into that thought leader position. Yeah. That series of books is a great way to, there's, there's a lot of training in there that Russell has vetted himself as he's kind of built himself a platform and build up click funnels that you can take. And there's, there's instantly applicable learnings from that. Wow. The last piece, and this is more of a personal, this is more of a personal uh, development piece for me. You had mentioned just a minute or two ago there, we were talking about the whole morning routine process. My morning routine process essentially breaks down to what's called the core four. Okay. And so it would be something for your body, something for your being, something for your balance, which would be your relationships and your family, and something for your business. All right, can we get that list again? Yeah. So 
the core four, body, being, balance, and business. Nice. And so now I didn't come up with that. The author, the author of the book, Warrior Book, actually came up with that. And if you find him online, he's a pretty polarizing guy, but he's real. He's raw. And the guy's name is Garrett J. White. Okay. And uh, his books, for me, started the mindset shift from, you know, not just, you can't just be one dimensional. Right. And so I can't be all in on business. I can't be all in on faith. I can't be all in on health. I can't be all in on my relationships because then you end up sacrificing. If you go all in on one, you're going to lose out in the others. Yeah. And so I'm not perfect about it, but I try every day to invest time, start my day with a little bit of all four of those, and then invest my time and make sure that my priorities are focused in some of, in some segment of those areas throughout the day. So that even if it's just perception, you have that you're moving multiple things forward in the same direction at the same time. Love that dude. It, it really ties into the different parts, right? We're multidimensional. Yes. And I think sometimes we, you know, even just bringing it back into to marketing, sometimes we forget that not only are we like that, but our, our customers are too, right? Our customers are people. Yep. They've got, they've got the four core four as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So how can we speak to the different sides of them, not just their business dimension? Yep. Yep. Not just, not just that immediate pain point that you serve for them, but yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not all logical decision makers. I think there's plenty of research out there that says that we're not, we're also not 100% lizard brain decision makers either. And so speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm the king of the lizard people. Shiny ball, take ball. Thank you. All right. So, you know, so we're not all logical. Right. Driven. We're not all emotional, reactive driven. And you, whether you're dealing with different people or not, again, just people as individually, people are one, are not one dimensional. And so kind of going back to that whole, trying to tie this back to that whole concept of your leaving and if you're leaving information off of your website there are several areas that that i commonly see people are leaving information off but if they're leaving information off their website again you're not you're missing out on that opportunity to control the conversation when you don't control the conversation you give other people the opportunity to to join in mm -hmm. and if they join in and the conversation is about you then you may end up losing those opportunities that we're all responsible every quarter for coveting. Yeah, man. Vince, who are you, man? Who are you? Can you, can you explain this yourself to me? Take me back in time. Like okay. little you, right? Little yeah. Vince running around West Virginia, little kid. Did you know you were destined for marketing? So West fortune. No, I didn't. So West Virginia actually didn't enter my, uh, my life space until 2002 when I really? went to college. Yeah. So 
I grew up, I mean, I didn't grow up far from here. I grew up in, I grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Border okay. state. Yep. But I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania, Amish country, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. I'm sure we've all heard the Weird Al Yankovic song from the 90s. I know it by heart. I won Amish a karaoke Paradise. contest. Yeah, I won a karaoke contest one time performing Amish Paradise. And it was not in Lancaster that I performed it. Is this the part where you, you know, show us how this is done? Is that not today? No, that's that not? <laughs> not today. Um, okay. Different, different chapter in my life. But uh, actually, I grew up. So I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Real quick, um, though, if, if, if you were to sing that and it was so good that we got like demonetized on YouTube. I mean, that would be saying something, right? That would that, be, that would be saying something that would maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do a short of it and try to uh, try to sync it up with when this pod, this episode hits <laughs> and we can just drop them. We can drop them at the same time as, uh, as a, uh, as a, as a co-push for it. Okay. So, so anyway, so I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, I was the son of a psychologist and uh, and a college professor. Okay. So it's a little bit of my, it's a little bit on my wait, wait, college professor and, and what? Uh, psychologist. Ooh. Yeah. So a smart family. Uh, yeah. And I'm probably the dumbest one, uh, in the yeah, pair. I think so too. But the only reason I can say that is because I'm with you. I'm like, I'm right there in the passenger seat, riding shotgun on the idiot Absolutely. train right there yeah. with you, <laughs> but you're yeah. driving at um, least. My even my brother, my brother has his <laughs> master's and was involved in in uh, in state level politics for a while. Wow. So I guarantee that if we took if all four of us took an IQ test, I'm going to come in fourth. But that's OK. Right. The right. but I grew up my actual when I went to college. So I went to college in the early 2000s and when I originally went, I wanted to be a journalist. Well, yeah. well, journalism school in 2002 was not a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so in 2004, try to fast forward this a little bit, just finished my second year at West Virginia. Nice. And I, I have a family member who is an entrepreneur in, Phil, in Philadelphia. And he actually had started... Back in the 80s, he had started doing 900 numbers. So for those of you who remember, not those 900 numbers, hey. but the, nine, the 900 numbers for the WWF, the 900 numbers for the, um, for the Super Bowl, uh, Michael Jackson's Heal the World, there was a 900 number to call in. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, they had 900 numbers for WWF? They did. The Hulk Hogan line. Yes. Huh. So I didn't know so, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and there were also ones at the time. I mean, this is, you know, this is a different time. This is before the internet. Right. But there were also ones for like getting updates similar to how we get updates today on our phones, push notifications. Yeah. So he had started this company and built it up to uh, an eight figure company. Sure. Then the internet happened. Right. And so as an entrepreneur, he pivoted into digital, uh, you know, digital, uh, digital services. It was a crazy time in the early 2000s to think that people would pay for something to get information on their mobile phone every month. <laughs> imagine that. It, right. Yeah. Imagine that. Right. So, uh, 
at the time, so I went to intern for him in 2004. Oh, cool. And he gave me, it was a, it was a floppy disc, not the floppy floppy ones from the eighties, but you know, like the three and a half inch cartridge. Yeah. He gave me a cartridge in 2004 and said, this has a book on it called the SEO book. I want you to read this. You're going to come intern for me. And who knows? Maybe you'll make it a career someday. And 18 years later, here I am still doing some semblance of digital marketing. It, I interned for his company for roughly two years as started cutting my teeth. Uh, I was even doing remote work. Imagine that in 2005, 2006, I was doing remote work before it was required. And then started working for, uh, when I came out of WVU, started working for, uh, working in travel and hospitality, started working for agencies a few years later, went in-house to work with a startup, a a vested startup that had just taken on some capital. And then six and a half years ago, ended up coming in-house with direct online marketing. And that's been the story up till then. Yep. Sorry if I went off, sorry if I went off a little, went off a little long on you there. No, no, no. It's so fascinating, right? Where you can, you can come from a, you know, small town in Pennsylvania and then. Yeah wind up in a different state or, you know, who, who knows where the adventure continues on to. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so the, the, like I said, the entrepreneur who was running that company in, in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. he's my uncle. His name's Bob Bentz. Shout out to Maybe Bob. Maybe he'll watch this. Maybe he'll watch it long enough to actually see that I, that I mentioned him on this in the show. Yeah. Now, um, now Bob, if you got this far, the code word is gingerbread nice he needs to now and so you need to now hit up your favorite nephew and tell him (laughs) code word gingerbread for 15% off uh and also so that he knows you actually listen to this episode if you're just like yeah thanks I listened to it and you don't say gingerbread then the game is up we know you didn't listen to it what do you think absolutely 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 so challenge (laughs) challenge is on right um I hope his kids don't listen to this too. And then are like, Hey, you need to text. You need to text Jonathan and tell him, you know what, you know what people listening to this, if you too got to this point in time, the code word is gingerbread and you can find find me me. or Bence or both of us, a little note on LinkedIn or something and say gingerbread. And we're going to send you something. I'm already trying to look around my office to see what I'm going to send you. Yeah, I've got, it might, Energy drinks. What can, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But tis the I, season. I think we probably at at one of our offices at one of our direct online marketing offices we probably have Google Premier Partner Post It notes. So yes, DM like me. That. Find me on LinkedIn. DM me Gingerbread. Yep. And I'll see if I can swing a few uh, Google Partner Post It Post It decks. And send them over to you. Hell yeah. And maybe you'll send them some ivermectin at the same time. I don't know. I, I just want to see if Spotify access. will like tag us as like a special episode in people's feeds now. Because you, know? you said that? Because I said that. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I have I have no access to pharmaceuticals. Uh, to we will everybody. not be sending you. To be clear, we will not be sending you pharmaceuticals. No. We will be sending you household items. I'm thinking energy drink. He's thinking notepads. So it may be something else that encourages you to say hi, but we'll also wish you a happy new year too. There you go. Absolutely. Yes. As long as it's not too far. I feel like any day after the 10th of January is too late to wish someone a happy new year. Is that, is that right? Or is that, no, or is that just a myth that we should smash it? Isn't it every day, a great day to wish. So, Hey dude, Fence. Happy 2022. <laughs> you know? Yes. I hope Thank this you. year kicks ass for you. And with nine days to go, now I'm in now I'm encouraged. I'm gonna yeah. hustle. I hope gonna... these, these next nine days are like the best nine days <laughs> of this year for even, you. Even uh even someone who is prone to procrastination with nine days left in the year, if you're waiting now to make it probably waited a little bit too long. So you might want to There's still hope. There's still There is. But yeah. actually by the time this comes out, th- there's no more hope for 2022. <laughs> Not for 2022. But 2023, now there's a thing. And actually I have quite the question to ask you about this. Yes, sir. It's a bit of a bit of a hypothetical question for you. Yeah. Because see I may or may not have a time machine here in New Hampshire. So you come up, you come visit and we get some beer, some lobster, and you get to use the time machine. Sweet. And it goes back in time. It's a certain peculiar kind of time machine. It goes back and you get to see yourself. You get to visit yourself mm-hmm. four or five days after graduating from West Virginia. And yep. you get to talk to yourself and you can tell yourself anything you want. What would you say? What kind of things would you tell younger you and with advice, recommendations? What would you tell yourself? Uh- that would, I, that would have been a weird day because it would have been my fifth day. It would have been the end of my first week employed at the uh, luxury resort that I was working at at the time. Wow. So five days in. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. You stumped, you stumped me here a little bit. I hate dead air. The, but- no, dead air is fine, man. It's actually very dramatic to have dead air. We just okay. brought some drama. So, I would don't don't hold back. So, and stay humble, be humble. And I think those are probably looking back on it. Those are probably, you know, if you, as a marketer, if you leave things on the table, then you're probably potentially leaving prospects on the table. And if you're also not staying humble, staying teachable, you're going to find yourself in a spot where you're going to find yourself in a bad spot. Right. Those, I mean, you know, like you, you are not, even though there are many of us that are put in positions where we have to be a marketing department of one, Mm -hmm. we are not, none of us are specialists in every medium. And so you have to be, and that that's actually a lesson. That was a hard pill I had to swallow. Yeah. It was actually a lesson that I had to learn. This is going back several years, but I had tons of ideas for other channels, right? Everybody always has marketing ideas, but I had tons of ideas for other channels that weren't SEO and content marketing or SEO and email marketing. 
And so when I went to my first in-house marketing job and I was the marketing department of one, it was kind of like, yeah, I can, I got all these ideas to do all these things. Yeah, I can, I can do social and I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. At some point you're going to spread yourself too thin. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to invest all the effort and all the energy to make all those platforms successful. So you have to pick and choose. You have to play to your strengths. And the other two pieces that I've got related to that, you have to be, it's probably better to be a T-shaped marketer than Mm. a, and I've heard that term used by, used by some, some other people, but it's probably better to be a T-shaped marketer, right? To have your, your core, your trunk specialties, but be able to dabble in some of the other things. Yeah. The other piece, the other piece for that too, and this is actually a quotable that I'm, I might botch, but I'm going to borrow it from Dom's president, Justin Seibert. And you need to be, it's be generous with the giving and receiving of help. And that one for me has been, that one for me has been a lesson that I've had to constantly reteach myself because I think we all have a tendency sometimes to want to be the superhero. Right. And you want to jump all the way back to the little kid. My favorite superhero growing up was Superman. And so, but you can't be a Superman in real life. There's a reason Superman is a fictional character. So there you go. Thanks for the therapy couch today, by the way. Yeah, dude. I got you. I got you. You said that was Justin. Is that his name? President? Yeah, Justin Seibert. That's the, the president of our agency. Yeah. You work for Confucius. He's, he's just walking around throwing out knowledge like sad guru over <laughs> here. He, you know, we started when when the world went home and the pandemic, the, when the pandemic hit in 2020, he started doing a series of, he started doing a video series when the world went home. And that be generous with the giving and receiving of help. You're right. I don't know if that's, I'll be honest. I don't know if that's a Justin Seibert original or if that is something that he heard somewhere and he's now passing along. It but, almost doesn't even matter though. Right. I mean, it, right, right. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. There's, there's so many him. anonymous quotes. Nobody knows who started yeah. the majority of them. Right. But, but it, it is regardless of how big your team is, where you are, where you're doing your B2B marketing. There is that, we all kind of have that preposition that this is what, this is what I do. And I'm just going to take it on and, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go do this. And I have found time and time again, when I put my faith in myself over faith in a team, or faith in something bigger that the results just aren't what you want them to be. They're not what they could be. Yeah. Sick, dude. Sick. <laughs> hey, shout out to Justin. Yes. Appreciate the wisdom. You're, it's, yeah. You know, Benz is like passing it along. And Justin, the code word is gingerbread. So if gingerbread. you have taken the time to listen to this amazing guy here that's on your team and his podcast, and you've listened all this entire way, 
send a little email, tell them how much you appreciate them, and use the code word gingerbread. Gingerbread. At, at checkout to receive a happy team member. I, I'm interested to see what my social media ads look like after I get an influx of gingerbread messaging. Well, I look forward to it. So Amazon, Siri, are you listening? Daddy wants some gingerbread. Send it my way. <laughs> awesome. I only get it once a year, so make it rain. Um, <laughs> dude, dude, this is great. Where can people reach out and contact you? So the LinkedIn is actually the social media platform that I choose to put the most time into. Yeah. So find me on there. Uh, as you read earlier, you'll know it's you'll know it's this Jonathan Bentz and not some of the other ones that uh, are also involved in tech and straight up imposters, all of them. Well, no, not they are not from what I've from what I've read on the internet, they are not straight up imposters. They're complete just complete losers. There is only one Jonathan Bentz. And you no, they're just not the one that you're talking to today. Stop. <laughs> I mean, you can I know you can see me on the video screen. My head can only fit in so much of this video screen. So if you keep saying stuff like that, it's gonna get it's gonna get too big. Um, but yeah, so you'll know anyway, you'll know it's me if it says uh, as the title creator of leads, uh, awareness and traffic. So that's what I specialize in. I'm the agency marketing manager at Direct Online Marketing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, running 5,000 digital marketing agency that uh, helps clients grow online with confidence. Who are the ideal clients for you in the team? Uh, well, that, yeah, that's actually, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, that we don't want people to hide on their websites, right? So yeah. let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about that. We specialize with mid-market with mid-market companies. Okay. Um, we have a lot of history working with companies in higher education, uh, manufacturing, healthcare, e-commerce, SaaS and technology. And then um, those, really, those really are the main five, but any, any growing company that has growth aspirations beyond where they are today, and they want to work with somebody that can get them confidently to that next level or confidently to where they're trying to go, over since 2006 we've been we've been that agency for companies all over the world hell yeah mic drop let's go jonathan bentz you are a gentleman and a scholar and you wielded thor's hammer with grace dignity and aggression thank you so much for coming on here schooling me up and just also just getting my mind straight about what's important what's not smashing everything else i really appreciate it Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for the time today. And uh, I look forward to just what, what this beginning, I appreciate you having me on and I look forward to this being the beginning of us doing stuff together. Definitely. Definitely. For those listening, if you learned something and I freaking know you did, because I literally have run out of space, too many notes, too many notes over here. I can't wait to execute on some of these action items I've written down. And if you've got some like I do, then definitely share this episode with someone else. Be a thought leader to one person, nine people, 3,000 people, whatever the number is. That is thought leadership. Get good information in other people's hands. And with that, Ben, you're the man. Thank you again. Thanks for having me on, Casey. Take care.
All right, guys, this has been another crazy, cool, exciting gingerbread episode of the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will see you all next time.